2: Station that leaves no listener behind, KCAA.
1: If you're looking for a full or part time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, call 909-885-8502 or email CEO at kcaaradio.com. Thinking about buying a home or maybe just refinancing? Let the Mortgage Voice Jeff Barton guide you.
0: And I think if people get the expectation going into the process, there's less likely to be freaking out at the end about what's happening.
1: The Mortgage Voice Saturday at 3 p.m. and Sundays at noon here on KCAA 1050 a.m. and 106.5 FM.
3: Sports Circus. What sounds- Introducing former
2: Major League Baseball player Brett Boone. Well, oh, I'm sorry, I w i I've been getting some text and I've got some
1: inside information and I can't really tell you right now.
3: You never know what, what, what what's gonna happen in
1: the sports circus. I'll
2: share with you that I, I just got some insider information, so I can't share it yet. It's official, ladies and
3: gentlemen. There is a new New York Yankees manager, and you heard it right here first in the nation. Just like a circus. He's the ringmaster. Sports circus.
2: All right, all right, Aaron got the job. Hey, Hey, brother.
3: Sports Circus, Monday through Friday, right here on KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 and 1065 FM. This segment of programming sponsored by Cybertime Network Communications. How's your internet? Slower than what you were paying for? Feeling boxed in with the high cost of the internet? It can be frustrating and expensive. And with net neutrality coming, it's not getting any easier. Ready for a better high-speed internet service? And you're ready for Cybertime. And they're local and right in your own backyard. Cybertime provides connectivity for all our transmissions you're listening to at KCAA. Cybertime is locally owned and will respond to your needs with the best service. It's Cool, fast, and sleek. CyberTime uses the latest leading-edge microwave technology to be able to offer clients a safe, reliable, public, or private network that fits almost any budget size. Numerous local city agencies rely on CyberTime's microwave private network for their most critical mission applications. You should, too. Get connected. Stay connected. Get smart. Get CyberTime. You can Google, text, or call CyberTime Network Communications at 909-795-9559. CyberTime Network Communications in Calumet.
1: KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. You're listening to the Word of God with Reverend Sylvester on KCAA. Here is Reverend Sylvester. What?
4: This morning to the word of the Lord and we're going to look at We're going to be talking out of Matthew chapter 6. We're also be talking out of 1 Kings chapter 4. The topic of the message this morning. Do you need a miracle? Do you need a miracle today? If you are in need of a miracle, God has a miracle for you that he wants to give you, that he will give you if you have the faith, if you believe. He will provide for you in every way. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 2. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. Diseased.
2: Now, let's go to Matthew and I believe it's going to be found in Matthew chapter 4. And we want to talk about the condition and situations that people have been involved in. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus was on his
4: job. It says in Matthew chapter 6 the people. I be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore all of our sickness. But what I like here is the word, the word. It says, He cast out the spirits with the word. He said, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. It's one thing about the word of God. If You apply it,
2: and if you believe it, it'll get the job done. You speak the word over your situation. You speak the word over your condition. It takes my mind back to the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, for he was wounded by our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By the stripes of the living God, we are healed. And if you start confessing this every day, you speak the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, it will bring you to a height in faith you have never been. The Bible said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But if you plant the Word of God in your mind, for the Bible said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you plant that Word in your mind every day, and you remember to speak it to yourself, you will believe it as you speak it. The Word will grow in you. You will cause the Word of faith to mount up in you as tall as the feeling you live in. But the Word is said all you have to you speak the word, it'll come to pass, because he said heaven and earth shall pass away, but every word of God shall stand. Now the word of God will not stand. The word stands on its own. He spoke the word, and the spirit that be might experience its diseases, the
4: afflictions, were removed from their body because he spoke the word. And God doesn't only speak what he knows, he speaks what he believes. He speaks what the Father told him to speak. Because you got to understand the Father gave him all power. It says in another scripture that the Father had life in him so that he had planted life into the Son so that the Son could give life. And when you're down and you're low in spirit and you're low in mind, take the word of the Lord with you. When you study and you're reading the word and you're letting the word saturate you, the word will come back and encourage you. The word will come back and inspire you. But you gotta believe it, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. For he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace is upon him. And by his stripes you are healed. If you need a miracle this morning, God can give you a miracle. We're going back to Matthew chapter six, and we still now we on verse three. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, "Where shall we buy bread that that these may eat?" But this he said to test him for him himself knew what he would do. Look at here. Now these trials of affliction and these trials in life come upon you for Jesus to test you and to see if you're willing to hold to the bloodstained or Are you going to give in to the spirit of doubt and are you going to fall out with Christ and walk away? Or are you going to stand the test? Now, when he asked Philip this question, the Bible says he already knew what he was going to do. And seeing that Philip was not aware of the plan that God had already had, listen to what he said in verse seven. Philip answered him, 200 deities worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. Oh, glory to God. Now, one day, if it was a day's wages for a labor or a field hand, 200 dairy would have been almost two-thirds of a year's wages. Now you understand that was a third of a man's wages back in that time. My God, my God, my God. And one of his
2: disciples answered. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two Small fish, but what are they among so
4: many? My, 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 my. You say, Reverend Sylvester, I'm the only one in my house that believe God. They spend more time criticizing what I believe and speaking against what I'm saying than they do trying to stand by me and encourage me. When I mention Jesus, they make a joke out of it, Reverend Sylvester. But I come to tell you this morning that Jesus is on your side. And if you need a miracle in your home, he's standing right there ready and waiting. Because he can take a stony heart and turn it into a heart of clay. He can take that same jokester and put him on his knees. And you'll see him crying out, Lord, what must I do to be saved? So I want you not to give in, not to give up, but to know that the Lord is on your side. For he said, "Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of time, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because he's married to the backslide and he's standing right there. He hear everything and see everything. So, don't you get despondent because it's only you standing on your own two feet that appears. But I want you to know one thing that God will use them to boost your faith. God will use them to make you stronger in every sense of the word, just like He tested Philip. So, I want you to go head on and praise God just the same. Every time it looks like they're coming at you wrong, you just say, Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Cause I know the battle is not mine, it's his. And I don't care who and what it is, God will fight your battle if you just believe and hold on to him. Bless the name of the Lord. It was just like the Shudamite woman when her son died. She ran and told him to get her to Elisha. She got to him and told him that the boy had died. Elisha sent his servant on ahead and told him to go ahead of us and lay my staff owned the child. But when he got there and laid the staff on the child, the servant ran back to Elisha and told him um, that nothing changed. The boy wasn't talking nor breathing. But did you think that stopped Elisha? That should have been an, an discouragement to him. Um, but he was never dismayed nor discouraged because he was confident in whom he believed. Um, he was confident that God had spoken to his spirit. Um, he was confident that he was God's servant. He was confident that God would do the miraculous. If you need a miracle, God's got a miracle for you. You just got to hold to your confidence. You got to hold to your faith. You got to stand through the test of times. You got to stand through the broken hearted. You got to stand through the tears. You got to hold on to God when it looked like everything is going wrong. When it looked like Humpty Dumpty is fell off the wall, and it looked like you can't put these things back together. But I stopped by to tell you this morning, God will put your life back together. God will make you whole again. Not only that, he'll make you better than what you ever was. He said, behold, I bring a new thing. Old things are passed away, and all things become new. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I command you to take your hands off of God's people's mind. I command you to go back from whence you come and never to return again in the name of Jesus. Don't lose hope, don't lose faith. So Elisha went on with the shoot of my woman. Oh, glory! And that's in Second Kings chapter 4, we're talking out of now. And he went on in there with the boy, and he went on in the room. And he looked over at that child, and he saw that he was no longer of this world, but that the child had passed over to the other world. But that did not make Elijah get despondent. It looked like every door's been closed in your face. It looked like the doctor said he's gonna do all he can do, and there's no more that he can do for you. I'm reminded of a situation we've had this past week in my family. My sister-in-law is in the hospital. Uh, the, 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 the veins in her brain is collapsing. One of the, the veins in her heart had collapsed. Um, and part of her heart was already dead. And the doctor told her it was a 50% chance um, that she would live through the surgery. But they had to go into her heart and they had to do the repair. But they wasn't sure she was coming out when they went in. Oh glory. Yeah. Oh, glory. So we got her on the phone. She's 102 miles from us, and we couldn't get there quick enough. But I want you to know, when the prayer of faith was prayed, and her faith and our faith touched Jesus, because when Jesus sees your faith, he's going to move as never before, just like the woman that touched the hem of his garment, when he saw and felt her faith, he said the virtue has gone out of me. Somebody touch me that believed I could do anything but fail. Somebody touch me that know I'm the son of God. Somebody touch me that had a great need. Say yes, say yes. Glory to God. So we got a hold of Jesus. They carried on into the surgery. It was a nine-hour surgery, but I. I believe she came out and ate, and I want you to know the next that night, before my other sister-in-law walked out of that hospital, she called and told us, she said, everything is all right, oh glory, everything was all right. So when we got over there Sunday morning, she had been up walking around, she was sitting up up in the chair, holding a conversation. And I want you to know the miracle hand of God had visited her and the doctors, and she's doing all right so far. Say, glory, if you need a miracle, God's got one for you. All you got to do is receive and believe, and it shall be yours. Thank you, Jesus. The songwriter said, "Came no." nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend. He's my father. He's my mother. He's my brother. He's my sister. He's my lover. He's my all in all. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's go on back here to the book of Matthew, where the multitude was in need of eating. I want you to know there's nothing on this earth that God won't feed. I got another friend, went to the animal shelter and and got a dog that is passed beyond. This owl was under nourishment, sick in the body. But I want you to know when she began to take him home and nurture him and feed him, and the doctors had a few more things to do. I want you to know that dog is healthy and strong, getting bigger every day. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. He provides for the bird. He provides for the animals. Don't you think you're above all of them? Don't you think that God cares more for you? Because you are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. Glory. Yeah. Oh, glory. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Know without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to answer. That he's going to do what you said you would do i want every one of you sometime when you get dismay sometime when you think things ain't working out I want you to find a convalescent home. I want you to find a hospital and walk through and visit patients and let them tell you the story of where God has brought them from. And you will see what God can do. The songwriter said, there is no secret what God can do. What he did for others, he's going to do for you. Say glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God in my soul and in my spirit. My God, my God, I'm just like Jeremiah said, it's just like fire, and it was shed up in my bones. I said I wasn't going to tell it, but I couldn't keep it to myself, and there's one thing about it, it bubbles over 24-7. And all you got to do is let the Lord be with you, let the Lord guide you. Cry out, I he's coming in the ocean. He's going to answer. If you need a miracle, God's got the miracle, whatever it may be. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it look like. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. You remember when they imprisoned Paul and? so many other prophets, and so many others in the Bible. God went and got them out and delivered them from everything they thought they couldn't be delivered from. Now, if you go back to the book, I see coming in the ocean. Now, thank you, Jesus. I'm at verse 10 now, and I'm in Matthew chapter 6. And then Jesus said, make the people sit down. And there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in the number of about 5,000. My God, my God, 5,000. Let's go back up to verse 8. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon, and Peter, brought brothers, said to him, There is a lad here with five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? My God, the bills are exceeding your money. Your bills are $2,000 a month, and all you have is 1000 But I guarantee you, if you give God 10% of that 1000 God will double it and give you back everything that you need. As I've told you before, the secret to any success is that 10% that you owe God. So many times you run around and you don't pay your tithes to no one. You won't even send an offering. But I stopped by to tell you this morning, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, as I go forth on this radio today, I want you to put me an offering in the mail. And then I want you to sit back and watch and see if God don't multiply what you've given me because everything you give me will go back to the radio station. But I want you to understand one thing. You're not giving to me. You're giving to God. You're giving to God's servant. You're not giving me anything because God makes a way out of no way. And when you give God 10% of everything that you earn, God promised to give it back to you a hundredfold. If you need a miracle this morning, I don't care what it is. God's going to bless you just the same. But I encourage you to give because giving is a blessing within a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to heaven for your good deeds. You're going to heaven because you obey God. You'll go to heaven because you believe God. Because you believe he died and rose on the third day. And that he's he that liveth and was dead. And that he's alive forevermore. And that he has the keys of hell and the grave and that all power in heaven and earth is in his hand, and that you can't do nothing without him, you will not accomplish anything. You see people roaming the street, lunatic out of their mind, in the street, homeless, because they have rebelled against God. And some of them, God has turned over to a reprobate mind. They won't listen to no one and heed to anything someone tries to tell them. And they don't believe in nothing. They're just out there because they thought they could break the system and not believe in God. And if they would turn their hearts and mind, God would clean up the homeless. He would take the homeless off the street. I ministered to the homeless three years at my home church. And we had a service every morning. We had to have a service by law before we could feed them. We'd have a 30-minute service, and then we would feed them their breakfast. Some days we had a 100, some days 80, and some days more. But I had one tell me one morning, he said, Sylvester, we know how to come in here and eat and save our money and go buy drugs. My God, if my spirit had ever been touched. And I looked at a person with a twisted mind. So I want you to know they're not out there because no one doesn't care. They're out there because they have rebelled against God and society and have chosen a way that they think is right and they're going to survive. So you, entreating them and feeding their habit on the corner, you're not helping them. The greatest thing you can do is just pray for them. Pray that God will be merciful and turn their minds again. His mercy is renewed every morning. He's been merciful when they live through the night in those conditions. I saw on the news the other day where there was a man going around just beating the homeless. They went on and finally him, but he was assaulting the homeless and several of them he's already killed. So the greatest thing you can do for the homeless is pray much and pray for God to deliver. They have a spirit that they've been brainwashed and believe that they're going to be able to accomplish something that's not going to happen. So I'm saying all this to say so many people, I see you pull up, you had them 20, 30, 10, 15, $1, whatever you got. And you think you're making it into heaven because of that good deed. But the Bible said you're not going to heaven because of your good deeds. So I want you to turn that 10% offering. If you don't want to send it to me, send it to some preacher. Give it to some church and pay your 10% and watch God multiply everything that you have. Oh, glory. Yeah. So he had them sit down. The Bible said it was 5,000 that needed to be fed. It was 5,000 hungry stomachs. He had already fed their souls. He had already healed their disease. Now he was going to feed their hungry stomachs so that they could have strength to go forth in his word, so that they would have strength to go and find things to do, so that their mind would not become idle, because the Bible says an idle mind is the devil's workshop. It also says do what your hands find to do. It also says that if a man don't work, he don't eat. So there's no such thing as you can't find work. You're not looking for it. God will open a door if you want it. But he's not going to force it on you. It's up to you to step out by faith and believe that he has a miracle if you want it. I don't care what it is. God can do it for you. God can fix it for you. Don't let the devil deceive you and say, oh, you ain't saved and you ain't this and you ain't that. But all you got to do is believe that he is who he said he is and that he can do just what he said he do. All you got to do is believe God and don't listen to the negative voices. Don't listen to the negative vibes. Don't sit around in negative company. Get around people that are positive. Let positive ideas overtake your mind. Let good outlooks overtake your mind and overtake your spirit. Stay on an uplifted note. Hallelujah. Glory. Wonderful Savior. Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in the number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loads. When he had gave thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sat down. Like, likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that there is nothing lost. We throw away so much stuff. We throw away so much food that we think we don't need it. But I found that leftovers are pretty good. I like them, honey. You should too. Now, if you go over to 2 Kings chapter 4, you'll find <clears throat> that Elisha fed 200. You see, God did the miracle in the Old Testament as well as in the New. God was performing miracles before he sent his son to walk the earth. Elisha had food that he needed to give and brought the man of God bread of the first fruit, 20 loaves of barley, bread, and newly ripe grain in his knapsack. And he said, give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, what shall I set this before 100 men? This is Second Kings chapter four and verse forty-two through verse forty-four. Now his servant said, "We don't have enough." Elijah told him by the word of God, "Sit it down, put it down in front of those hundred men, and we're gonna have enough." I just want you to know, God didn't just start performing miracles when He walked the earth. He's been performing miracles before you came in the earth. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, and He shall direct thy path. If you have a need of a miracle,
1: God has a miracle for you today. God bless you. You've been listening to Just the Word of God on KCAA Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can write to Reverend Sylvester at Just the Word of God at P.O. Box 967, Highland, California, 92346, or call 909-856-0251. That's 909-856-0251. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM,
0: 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.